Hey everyone, welcome back to the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. Hey guys, this is Elena. And this is episode 178. To jo- today we're joined by two people. I almost mixed those two words together. To joined. To doy. Today. <laughs> to doy. Uh, I'm a little rusty. Today we're joined by two people who I've known uh, for quite a few years now. Specifically, I've known uh, Alan for quite a few years now. Um, they're starting their own studios called Raso Studios. Alan Rodriguez, who many people might know as Toxic, and uh, Kaylee Tolman. Thank you both for joining us today. How are you all? Thank you for having us, man. On this beautiful rainy day. That's right. (laughs) Um, Alan, obviously I've known you for quite a few years. I forgot how long it's been since I've known you, man. You used to to, uh, volunteer at some of our... That's like right. Since some I was of our like events. 19, 18 years old, I've known you for yeah, some, a good minute now. For sure. I forgot if it was you or your brother Eric who volunteered with us first. You met Eric first. Eric. Yeah, yeah. You met Eric first at a, at an event, I think. Um, and then he told me all about you know the group and everything, and I was like, all right, well, let's go. You know, hey, let's get it. And then you started doing art. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long you've been doing art. Actually, how long have you been doing it for? So this is actually my tenth year doing art. Um, I recent or I started right as I was in high school when I was seventeen. Um, I had gotten the chance to paint at Terra Studios and do my first legit okay. actual graffiti mural and stuff like that. And they're the ones that actually gave me the opportunity to like expand myself and explore um, what the medium of like actual commission graffiti art really was. Mm. Um, uh, Jamie, Jamie Ulick and Val Gonzalez were like my mentors. I almost want to say like my art mom and dad because like, mm-hmm. you know, Jamie taught me how to like from like taking down a laminate steel wall and like how to replace it and what to put on and stuff like that. And Val showed me more of like the business side and how to go about, you know, filling out orders and things like that. So, you know, they really gave me that chance to, you know, really, really get after it and learn what it was to branch out of just tagging on train carts, right? Like, mm. what does that look like? How do I bring that to a higher end of the art world? So, Thinking about it, I have known you for a long time since you were, like, very, very, very young, yeah. you know? And I've seen you, you know, I've seen your, your I'm not saying that you weren't mature before, but your levels of maturity have gotten, <laughs> have increased so high since I've met you. Oh, yeah. And it just seeing that development of character on someone is really really cool to see you know like everything that you're doing now within the community i feel like you're always lending a hand whenever there's an event i just saw you at the event uh a few weeks ago for um um well the fundraiser that happened at the jones center Mm -hmm. that was done in order to to help out with legal fees Mm -hmm. you know for our past um guests that we had here um and you're always lending a helping hand why why is that important to you to to help people um, I know that might be a kind of a weird question to ask, but I feel like everyone has their the reason as why they do it. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's I want to say the biggest thing is empathy, right? Like I personally, like anywhere I've been, I've I've always said like I would rather like you know the whole it's a cliche, but like treat people how you want to be treated, right? Like you know if I if I was ever hungry or you know needed something, you know I would. You know, I'm not going to expect people to help me, but it'd be nice if somebody helped me. And in that same sense, I want to return that same favor preemptively and just go ahead and like lend that helping hand when somebody asks me because you never know. You know what I mean? When And it, I, I would say that it goes even deeper to like, like just briefly when I got incarcerated, I, I didn't expect people to help me. 
I was actually honestly like felt very like I disappointed people and that nobody wanted to help me. And it was actually a surprise to see how many people were protesting and, you know, holding together events and stuff like that. And it was one of those things that's like I never helped out the community before that to like, you know, have insurance or anything like that of like good deeds or whatever. But it was one of those things that I that once I saw that people were actually helping, I was like, OK, you know what I mean? Like, you know, helping people sometimes might not seem like. It's it's not a rewarding thing right now, right? Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that, you know, when you, when you do, for sure, I have faith that it'll come back around to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the same sense, I've learned when I've done bad things, <laughs> that also comes back to you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, it's it's all about like that balance. So. And going back to the whole, you know, you're talking about being incarcerated. I remember when you were uh, at the, I believe it was the Washington County Jail, um, you were helping people. Uh, like with art in there, you were teaching people how to do. Was it like origami or something? Origami, I believe uh, some of the homies wanted to learn how to. You know, they're like, "How do I draw a rose, fool? <laughs> I want to put a heart on my envelope for my lady." You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it'd be like, "Yeah, dude, I got you. I'll help you out." Um, and it was one of those things that, again, like a lot of the times, whenever I would have those uh, encounters where somebody would need help, I would think about it like, "Man, I when I first got in there, people were quick to help me." And I felt like it was because they felt that same energy that I was going to reciprocate that. In that same sense, you know, I have older brothers that have also been in situations. And it's like whenever I would be in there and I would see somebody who needed help, it would be like, would I want my older brother to have somebody come in and help him in those situations of being mm-hmm. incarcerated? Or, you know, and, and it would I would honestly see my older brothers in that in that situation, you know, through through those people and be like, well, if my brother was in this situation, I'd want to help them. So then, yeah. you know, it'd be a quickness of like, yeah, dude, I'll help you. I'll help you read this piece of paper to the people who like, you know, didn't speak English and stuff like that. Or, yeah, you know, you know, but I, I know for a fact that art is very powerful because it would change a person's perspective and like their outlook. Right. And whenever I would teach somebody how to do a crane or something, they'd go from like, you know, being all sad or very on edge to being like, nah, I got something to do mm. and it. And, you know, it's one of those things that helps art helps you process your situation. So I think it was it was a very uh, for me, it was a very deep parallel to see when I spoke with Megan, who's Cesar's partner, mm-hmm. um, who had that event, the fundraising event. Um, she told me also that when he was incarcerated, um, he was also helping people mm-hmm. at the jail, you know, and yeah. I was like, wow, like I remember, you know, hearing from you about what you were doing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I kind of feel like that a lot of the times that's kind of the point in people's lives where they kind of go from just being a, a citizen to like an advocate mm-hmm. when they're like, man, like, you know, sometimes you got to find yourselves in, in very difficult situations in life to be like, you know, people are helping me. How, what do I need to do to help out others? Cause you feel that need to, to give back, yeah. you know, and to, and to also help out people. Cause you're getting all this love out of nowhere. And sometimes it's like from people, you know, but then sometimes it's like from people you don't know. And you're like, why are you helping me? I don't know you. I've never done anything, anything Mm -hmm. for you. Like, why, why are you showing that good heart to help me? You know, I think, I think it's interesting. Um, But uh, Kaylee, Mm -hmm. how how do you know, uh, Alan, where did y'all meet each other? (laughs) I always uh, joke and tell family that we met at a wedding, Um, but I'll be entirely honest. We just like swiped right on each other. Okay. Um, Which, which, uh, which, uh, Tinder. Tinder. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked for a while and then, yeah, now we're here. It was a real natural thing. I feel like 
Yeah. What do y'all think? What do you think are the things that bring y'all together? We're both passionate about our community and serving others. Um, I will say, like, on our first date, we were both like, here's all here's all my red flags, here's all my baggage. And I was like, here's <laughs> mine. Mm. Uh, so um, That's good we to do kinda, it on the first date. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think we were both like, let's let's just get this out of the way. Like, well, yeah. We're fed up with dating, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, it just we just clicked, and I think we're compatible on helping others and mm. – the community, yeah. I think that's I think that's one of the most important things because if if I would have done that with Myra, like what y'all did, probably would not have been together. <laughs> because I would have been like, you know what, I love Harry Potter, I love soccer, <laughs> I love pro wrestling. Yeah. And she would be like, I hate all those three things. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, nah, it's not gonna work out. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but one thing that brings us together is the community aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, I met Myra at a DACA clinic that she was organizing in Fort Smith. She was organizing the first ever Fort Smith DACA clinic, first one in the River Valley, I believe. And uh, and I went to help, mm. help. Mm -hmm. But I was just like hanging around with people and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, it that community aspect, just knowing that your partner for life also has an empathetic heart yeah. that mm -hmm. cares about other people. Most mm -hmm. And for me, that was the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I could not be with someone who doesn't care about other people besides themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just me. So I think that's a good, you know, a good base to have in a relationship. And and y'all are engaged now. Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah. I saw y'all's video on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, man. Oh, were you nervous, Alan? Yeah, I was. I was nervous, <laughs> man. You know, uh, Kaylee gave me uh, very strong clues. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's time. It'd, it'd be nice to get. You know, it'd be nice to, if, to be proposed on on New Year's. You know, oh. it'd be nice at this day. You know, I think Mara did that too a little yeah, bit. No, she you know, did. This this ring would be really nice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then and then yeah, you know, uh, then I had to keep it, you know, a secret, mm -hmm. you know. And it was one of those things that like was also just a whole trip to have to be like, it's hard, you know. I when I <laughs> when I had bought the ring, I didn't want to tell her that I bought the ring because she knew I was like going out to do something like that. And so, uh, <laughs> she said, "Why are you not home? What's going well, on?" Well, yeah, she was like, hours. You know, what, "What you doing?" You know, <laughs> and um. So, at the jewelry store, they had a thing, and uh, they were giving a laptop if you bought like the band and the and the wedding thing mm. and the and the engagement ring. I was like, that is a perfect cover, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, okay. So she knew I was going out to buy rings when I came home. I was like, hey, I didn't get, I couldn't afford the ring, but I got your laptop. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, it's like a laptop where you like. Just answer emails that ain't even like a good laptop. It, just, mm. it had no markings on the box. And then she didn't like, talk to you for like two weeks. Oh, dude, right. she was trying so hard not to be mad. Bro. <laughs> I was just like, no, yeah. She was like, where'd you get it from? I was like, you know, guy in a parking lot. <laughs> you know, he was in a black like liquor bag. I was like, yeah, don't worry about that. Just you know, open it up. It's cool. It's a Microsoft. Did you not find that suspicious, Kaylee? I had I to <laughs> keep the hope and faith <laughs> no. that he did the right thing yeah. um yeah when did you find out that the laptop came with the rings after he proposed <laughs> um, <laughs> i even i even like i even called my mom and was like i um i think he bought a laptop and not my ring you know and my mom was like oh i'm sure he didn't i'm sure he didn't you know like maybe she kind of hinted like maybe it came with it whatever and i was like i'll just she knew. Yeah, she did. Uh, so I was like, I'm not going to ruin my surprise. Like, yeah. that's the um, 
that's the mindset I had to keep was like, just don't okay. ask questions. I'm a very organized, planned, on-time person. So it was very hard for him to pull off what he did pull off. Yeah. Um, she, she was planning on... She she's so organized that like she had a, a plan for a, a laptop we were gonna save up for. So the mm. fact that I bought this like cheap ass laptop, <laughs> <laughs> was like, this is not part of the plan. <laughs> I know. Well, we knew we wanted to like develop our business and like I was like, this yeah. is the exact one that I want. And she was like, how many nice. gigs does this have? <laughs> no gigs. That's on it. Was like negative gigs. You can really even find like that actual laptop like on the internet either it's like an old old uh version of it or whatever mm-hmm. so. so it was one of those Jeez. things it was still nice like. and i still got proposed to so the jewelry lady warned me too she was because i told her about it i was like no nah, it's gonna be a good plan for me to disguise it she's like just be careful because you might oh, have to come back and return these rings I, like, I, I think i got it don't worry about it so was the was the process to find the ring that you thought she'd like uh a difficult one um, it was difficult in the sense of like, um, you know, not, not to get too into it, but like when I walked into the jewelry stores, like the different jewelry stores I walked into at first, they didn't really take me serious. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they were like, oh, you know, here's, here's a couple rings, this and that. And it wasn't until I went to the very last one where the lady was like, I ain't going to show you anything until I show you the charts and mm-hmm. I show you what each letter and each little initial and what these little diagrams mean. And once she explained it all to me, she's like, now that you know, like, now that I put you on game, right? Like, let's, now let's pick out a ring that you're wanting. You know, what what exactly do you want? And she gave me specific things that she wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Princess cut, this and that. And I was like, you know, told her all that. And she picked out the one that, you know, was specific to that. And I was like, there you go. You know, And she took me serious, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, if, if you want to check it, we have the magnifying big old, magnifying you know looking at the atoms and everything else you know and i was like that ain't necessary you know and i knew she was serious about her job too because she had the little the little looker glass thing on her keychain you know what i'm saying she whipped that out she's got it on her keychain yeah she's like it's real check it out and she even said look i do this on the daily show you and i was like all right cool cool you know so it was good yeah my uh my process was was a little different. I had the I had two rounds of going to look at the at rings. The first round it was me and my best friend. So I took my best friend with me, and and I already knew what Myra wanted. Myra wanted like an old fashioned kind of looking, mm-hmm. you know, ring. That was just that was just like her only thing. Like she wanted to look vintagey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I of course went to Pinterest because Pinterest got like the answers for mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went with my best friend. We p- managed to pick two, and then. My sister helped me pick the last one. Yeah. So I went like through a whole process of like, first my best friend who knows me very good, but knows Myra's style too. And then my sister, because I need an expert, you know, like mm-hmm. female uh, and also, you know, someone that knows Myra too. Uh, and she, I ended up getting the the perfect one that she loved, yeah. uh, which yeah. is, is a great, is a great uh, process. And, and I'm glad that you all are engaged. And I'm excited to see, you know, if, if y'all got engaged in Crystal Bridges, the wedding going to happen in Crystal Bridges too? You know, come on, Crystal Bridges <laughs> needs to sponsor. <laughs> needs to sponsor yeah. uh, this yeah. uh, wedding if you're, if you're listening. Um, but um, so you all have created this new uh, Razo Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what that is and what y'all plan to do with this new project? Um, yeah, so Razo Studios um, is an LLC and in the technical terms, technical way, 
Raza Studios is to help us both as artists gain legitimacy, um, mm. but also legal protections, um, but also help us with taxes. Um, I think that the biggest reason to do it is legal protections mm. with painting murals and stuff like that. You never know what might go wrong. Mm. Um, also being able to have legitimate contracts, um, have those protections as well. Um, but yeah, just to have, I think the long-term goal with Raza Studios is to get the funding um, to create a place for art therapy, um, a place for artists to come and just create artists who don't have the same resources as others. Mm. But Love yeah, that. so long-term goal is Raza Studios is a place to create. But as of right now, we're kind of starting from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think number one thing Raza Studios is about is about the community. Um, mm-hmm. Like you've seen Alan out at the fundraiser. Um, we've got some stuff going with Crystal Bridges. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the yeah. Long, long answer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, you know me, I've been doing this for 10 years. um, And uh, I've been, you could say, like, a solo artist having to do it on my own before I met Kaylee. And unfortunately, I've had plenty of, you know, great experiences through my art, but also some not so great experiences with like the business side of it. Right. And uh, being told I'm not a legitimate artist type thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, just because I don't have formal training or I didn't go to school or something like that but like with this LLC again not only is it going to bring us protections but we can I can feel more confident about asking about contracts and you know being like I don't like that in that contract let's change this because before it felt as though I kind of just have to take it you know what I'm saying Hmm. because I ain't really in a position to be like no 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 that's not how it is you know what I mean but now that you know Razo Studios is legitimate I can we can more confidently maneuver ourselves through the business side of it. You know what I mean? So. And uh, Razo is your second last name, right? Yeah. It is technically, legally, like, my actual, actual last name. Mm-hmm. This is Alan Steven Rodriguez Razo. Okie dokie. Yeah. So they're, they're like, hyphenated? Hyphenated, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what are the, the roles that you both have within Razo Studios? Like, do you all have, like, a title, both of you? I guess, technically, I'm the CEO, operating officer, um, Kaylee's like technically I'm Alan's boss. Yeah. So technically, <laughs> um, I mean I am married. You know? <laughs> Personal and business, right? I think though we are both creatives. Um, I still find myself being a very technical, analytical person, um, and like I have my degree in communication, so I'm all about social media contracts, that kind of stuff. So I do feel like naturally. I am the person for mm. all of the technical side of things, writing the contracts, mm. scheduling stuff. Um, and you're the artist. Yeah. I'm so. I was like, I'm the talent. You know. <laughs> Pretty much. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm the, I'm, I assist you. Yeah, so. Most of you, you do way more than assisting. You know what I mean? Um, I know that before I met her, whenever I'd write out emails, you know, I had the tendency of speaking over, I want to say like to English, right? I'd be like, henceforth. <laughs> you know. yeah. Very well. For my last email, right? Like, <laughs> I, I hope this email finds you well, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And then, uh, you know, being with Kaylee, she's like, you ain't got to write all that. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just put, you know. And then with the contracts as well, again, she has a, a degree in communication. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I know that she helps me, like, actually, like, bring my thoughts into, like, a concise way whenever we go into meetings and stuff like that. Or else, like, I know, like, <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being funny, but, like, you know, I know that without her, I'd be like, you know what? 
I want it in the contract. Everybody wears Cortez's when I show up. <laughs> Everybody's got to look at me in the eye, right? Everyone has to call me toxic. No. But, like, you know, she helps me sort of um, have realistic expectations for the business mm. and for projects and stuff like that. So. so do you guys plan to bring in other artists so that they also have that same opportunity to learn how to do contracts and, and such? Yeah, I mean, like, right now, to this day, like, if any of my artist friends have any questions or like that, they know they can contact me and be like, you know, what is this about? You know, is this, is this organization cool? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, we're honest with them and tell them, you know, like how it is and stuff like that. And like what to look for in their contracts as it is. But that is something that we do want to do is eventually provide that sort of knowledge and, and what we've experienced and how we can bring that to, to other artists as well to, so they can know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. so with your experience, have you felt like there's a need for that for artists to know? Yeah, most definitely. It's something that, you know, I'm, I've am i been learning about um, only maybe when I got out, I started actually working with like nonprofits, like variety of nonprofits. And it's one of those things that like I've noticed that like while there's still really good intentions out there, perhaps the execution ends up what, you know, a lot of times messing up the relationship between organizations and artists and stuff like that and so yeah it's it's one of those things that i believe that there's a need for it because as artists we're just happy being mm. able to express ourselves and somebody actually paying attention to it right mm. and paying but, and paying yeah. that's the thing and yeah. the thing is is like you know there's a whole nother side to it um that i feel a lot of artists are a little intimidated to try to go into because you know, it's like, it's one of those things I hear, like, if somebody says they're not creative, they're, you know, very, like, on the business side of things. And a mm. lot of times creatives will be like, oh, I don't know anything about that. And that usually, by not pushing yourself and try to learn that stuff, you end up kind of pushing yourself back. Because, mm. yeah. again, I only speak from experience because it's one of those things that, like, I didn't really think it was important to have a well-written resume mm -hmm. or a well-written bio and things like that, right? And it's yeah. like or how to negotiate a contract and things like that. And so it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, you know, I feel like people really do need. So, Kaylee, what do you, what does your artistic side look like? Um, my artistic side, mm -hmm. I do a lot of like mixed media collaging. I've done photography in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, with I graduated in May right before COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like trying to become a, corporate girl, all these things. And then COVID changed the world. Um, mm -hmm. And so I just kind of realized I don't want to do that. And I want to lean more on the creative side and like enjoy my life. Um, <laughs> so that's what this, yeah. this relationship and this business is really going to help me also dive back into my creative things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like collaging, photography, mixed media. So that's cool. Are you, are you thinking uh, in the future of like you doing presentations too? Like you doing, uh, uh, I guess the correct word is is exhibits. Like, would you be open to like, you know, not only I don't I don't know how like how involved you are when regards to like art right now, right? Like how, but is that something that you see yourself doing too, or do you kind of just see more yourself in like the supporting role uh, for like with Alan? I would that? I would love to eventually. Um you know, showcase my work. And mm -hmm. even even if I got to do workshops to help others um, do photography or learn, you know, Photoshop and all those things, that would also be really cool. So, 
Have y'all, um, what does the relationship look like right now with uh, with you all and Cesar and Megan? And like I said, you know, for the folks that don't know, uh, Cesar was the uh, resident who was detained uh, at the border a few weeks ago, was released eventually a few days a few days later. Um, but he uh, he and Megan had a fundraiser at the Jones Center about two, two and a half weeks ago. And uh, they didn't need any more money. They were just fundraising because they wanted to help out other families that are going through similar uh, situations. And whenever I showed up to the event, I saw both of you there. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, that was very heartwarming to see because it's like, there it goes. You know, someone goes through something difficult in life. They, they realize that they need to help out other people. Mm-hmm. You know, they sense that need and they're, you're there helping them. So I was like, whoa. Like, of course, I thought to myself, of course, Ellen is here. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense, you know, to be there. Yeah. Uh, Specifically just because of, like, you both had that community support coming from people that you probably didn't even know. Didn't, yeah. You know? And um, can you talk about how you all connected with them and what it meant to you to be there helping out that day? Yeah. um, A close friend of his and a mutual friend of his uh, reached out to me and – let me know what was going on with his situation. Was it Troy? Like Troy, yeah, Troy. Yeah, he told me. Long, long-time friend. Um, and he reached out to me and was like, yo, this is happening. I know this has happened to your family and stuff like that. I was just curious, like, what, you know, what we can do to help. And I'm sure he reached out to a lot of people and stuff like that. I pushed him, you know, towards your direction and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, I know how it felt to be in there. You know what I'm saying? And to hear that. Like Cesar, um, he wasn't even doing nothing bad. Like he was just coming home, and for him to get stopped and detained, I was like, man, like this is like cutthroat, just wrong. You know what I mean? And so I know that in that moment, it wasn't even a question. It was a just a, you know, let's let's get to it. How can we help him? You know what I mean? And I was ready to find a spot. You know what I mean? Find a wall around here and yeah. put his name <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, you know. Uh, Megan reached out, or Troy reached out and told me, you know, that they would like to have some visual aid at the fundraiser. And so I reached out to Megan, got some photos of him and stuff like that. And then that day we ended up um, just all talking because Cesar came home, right? And so I wanted to ask him, like, is that something you want? Like a portrait of yourself? Because sometimes, you know, seeing a portrait of yourself is like, oh, God, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I think we ended up going with a scene of uh, a cactus with the... Uh, monarch butterfly on top of it because you know the mm-hmm. monarch represents migration and stuff yeah. like that so um and we ended up you know creating a, a really beautiful image for them to either use or or you know sell for fundraise to raise funds and stuff like that but you know getting to hear him and getting to connect with them we clicked pretty quickly you know what i mean because yeah. of the experience and stuff like that um and you know i'm i'm looking forward to see what they do uh and and more helping and stuff like that and we're definitely on board with whatever they need we're you know we're here to they hit us up saying they need something. You know what I mean? Right. I think there's a lot of potential for that relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's it's very different, but it's the it's very similar mm-hmm. in the situation. Both of y'all still find yourself so, like, uh, with open cases that, you know, are dangerous, yeah. you know? Um, and um, I, I think it's great when people support other folks just in general, but I think the support coming from someone that is going through similar situations means probably a lot a lot more you know you probably vibe in a in a different way in a more personal way yeah i mean we're i like i appreciate everybody that helped and stuff like that but it, it is hard sometimes to like 
really connect with somebody who I who hadn't really been in that situation mm-hmm. and been inside. And a lot of times, people who get out, they don't want, they don't ever want to go back to that, or they don't want to ever like even think about that. You know what I mean? Which is completely understandable. And I think that seeing Cesar want to continue to help people, even though he's been through the situation, is like you know, it's motivating for me too to like you know keep keep pushing because you know it's i've been out for three years and it's been it's been it's been a struggle in its own you know what i mean but it's one of those things that when i you know when i saw him being passionate and like coming home and stuff like that i was like you know whatever i can do to help him Mm. you know move forward into that because that's what that i've I've realized listening to the podcast when she was on here you know they were sparked with that like well we got to help people you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and so and I think, you know, it's going back to that whole, you know, you putting positive energy out to the mm-hmm. world. That comes back to you. Yeah. And I talk about that all the time. I probably get annoying sometimes, but I'm a firm believer that if you put out good energy onto the world, like it comes back in blessings. And I've been, I've experienced it. You know, mm-hmm. we get so many blessings sometimes and I'm like, man, like this, like, I don't know why I deserve this. But then I have sometimes people like friends and stuff and be like, Irvin, like, well, you put your time in for this and for this and for this and for this. Like, how do you not expect good things to happen, you know, to you? And then, you know, there's times here and there when you when you do something with negative energy and that comes back to you too. Yeah. So it's good yeah. to try to put out as much positive energy as you can out to the world. Um, so what are some of the stuff that, that uh, y'all have coming up, events coming up in the next in the next few weeks, months? So here on the 18th of this month, there's a Pintura Fest going on in Crystal Bridges. Um, where they're, they're going to be displaying, like, uh, I'm going to be doing a, a live painting mural there. Um, I know Chemex, Jose, uh, Jose Hernandez will be there. Uh, Tony, Tony Garcia is going to be there. Uh, a ton of people, a ton of local artists are going to be showing, showcasing their work. And the ex, the Diego Rivera ex, exhibit will be open mm-hmm. to the public that day. So they, you know, people can come by and check it out, you know, and nice. get that. Hey. Get that inspiration. Uh, I am doing workshops as well. April first, I will be doing a workshop on the process of creating a mural and how I go about doing that. Because I very much, you know, I've I've seen people be like, "Man, I would I would never know what to do if I got a piece of wall." Me. And it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> sign up, dog. I'll show you, you know, how to get past that fear of like, oh, it's so big. You know what I mean? And like, um, in the seventh, I'm also going to be teaching a class on graffiti fundamentals. So we're gonna build your like build a black book essentially. So I'll show you how to okay, do Professor Toxic. Find your name, you know, <laughs> toxic. You know what I'm Come in with a with a tie, suit and tie. Yeah. Come in. Yeah, man. And then I'm also we're also working with Crystal Bridges to do the mobile art lab as well in the mm-hmm. summertime into the fall um, to provide you know art to the community and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, just um, other than that, all the information can be found on Crystal Bridges website. Mm-hmm. Tickets, all that. And where, where can people contact you all if they want to work with you in, in any way? Uh, the Instagram Roswell Studios for now for sure is, is a key way because that way we can both see it and stuff like that. And um, any other? We have our email linked to our Instagram yeah. as well. So yeah. right now that's the best way. IG. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Where have people seen your murals or where can they still see some murals that you've worked on? I'm mad about the Vanessa Guillen mural. Yeah. yeah being, you know, being taken away I'm by that. Um, that one. Yeah, it's still up right now. Um, okay. you know, while yeah. while it's still up, you know, I, I encourage people to go out there and, you know, 
get get yourself a picture with it and stuff like that while it's still there. Um, it's next to it's on on Sunset on the same building as the new Calaveras yeah. Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right behind Take Five. Um, you know, it's one of those murals that uh, I did right out of getting out of jail. So it was like, and then hearing that story is it it provided the same feelings uh, that I got whenever I heard about Sisaf's case, which mm -hmm. is like is a person that did some everything right. She was quote unquote the right mm -hmm. one, the right kind, right? And like she still got treated like how she did, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And in the same sense with Cesar as well, like, yeah, he had uh, you know, a mistake when he was young, but it's like, bro got his, you know, education on, like, you know It's been ten years. You know, he's done he's done great things and it, it almost put it in my head like with the same thing what happened with Vanessa, which was like Dang, bro, like, if they did everything right, well, what's the right way? No. Y'all literally join the military. I keep hearing this right way, come back the right way, come back. And it's like, we do and we still don't, we no. still don't, we still get detained. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, and um, yeah, so that, that mural, um, I'm working on a mural in Rogers. Um, what was it? 400 South 8th Street, um, where La, La Villita is, uh, El Popular, mm -hmm. um, La... La Guadalupana, La Tienda Guadalupana. I'm gonna be doing, finishing up a mural there on, uh, to try to, that's in, inspired by the, the female warriors of mm -hmm. Mexico, right? Like the Aztec female warriors and stuff like that. To like, las las chaparitas, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, that were in Zapata's army and stuff like that. Okay. Um, is the is the Virgin Mary still up? The one that you it did? is that that was a commission that I did for that that store, mm. okay. which was really interesting because we actually were on a date and we passed by there and I kind of just stopped and looked at that wall and was like, dang, this is a. You'd be looking at those at those uh at those empty walls a certain mm -hmm. way high, Bro, <laughs> I like, mm, dang, you know. And I was like, it'd be cool to put like a Virgin de Guadalupe on this like on this building right here because mm. I you know I, I one thing I noticed about that plaza is a lot of those businesses have a little Virgen de Guadalupe like a little altar and stuff for her you know what yeah. I mean so I was like this this community needs that you know and it was actually a coincidence that I went in there and I was like hey man can I talk to the owner and he's like yeah what's up I was like you know I was thinking about painting uh, Virgen de Guadalupe can I get permission I'll provide the Paint because that's how I do things, you know. And especially with community murals like the Vanessa Guillen mural, I just contacted the property owner and was like, "I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it." It was like a passion project of mm -hmm. yours. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then he was like, "Well, I'll commission you for it because technically that's our logo." And I was like, "Well, word, bro, like <laughs> get it, you know." And he provided um, with his commission uh, money. I ended up being able to buy the rest of the paint for the rest of it. But mm -hmm. it's a big wall, so yeah. it's like it's taking me a good minute. And it's I'm by myself, so mind you, I gotta. I can only really carry like three cans at a time. So I got to mm. shuffle my way up the ladder with three cans and then, you know, finish up that and then have to shuffle my way back down. And, then, you know, so it's, it's a process. You Where's know? the Virgin Mary at? Um, it's like in the, in the very, it's like right there in the corner of that. But what building is it though? Um, like Guadalupe. It's a, that L-shaped building. Is it in Rogers? Yeah, in yeah, Rogers. Yeah, like the cash. Yeah. You know more about Rogers than I do. Yeah, alone. it's like right there where La Vallita is. La, mm -hmm. La Vita, and then it, there's the, like a little alley in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I don't think you did that. That's been there for a minute. It's mm -hmm. been there for a good yeah. minute. Yeah, I've been meaning to check it out since I saw you post it on Instagram. Yeah, you'll man. see it. It's hard to miss. Mm -hmm. yeah. On Eighth Street, lot. right? Eighth yeah. Street. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I did voter registration there, so I think I know yeah. where it's at. I remember when I was painting that. Um, it was like at nighttime, 
and these little cholillos came up and were like, and I was like, damn, I'm about to get jumped. <laughs> and they're like, hey, can I take a picture with you and with the murals? Hey, go for it. They dog. like that, you know? bro. It's part of the culture, man. Yeah, bro. But I was like, damn, I'm about to get. <laughs> I, ain't even, I got like five dollars in my pocket, bro. I ain't even got nothing. I have to jack my paint. But now nah, they're they're really cool. It's one of those things that like, when we're there, people will stop and be like, hey, that's awesome, mijo. Keep it up and things like that. And like, that's why I do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like so that from the old heads to like the youngins can be like hey there's there's that representation you know mm. what i mean and um i believe that's real important you know yeah definitely well i'm proud of the work that y'all both are doing sure. you know um like i said i've i've seen you grow alan so much in in different ways you know as an artist as a person and i'm just really proud of everything that you're doing Appreciate um that. so um, but yeah, like I like I said, I've I've known you for quite a while since you were yeah. since you were a kid. Yeah, man, <laughs> we're still doing it. You know, what I mean, we're still moving, and and you know, we this is only going to push us to keep going even further and and try yeah. to you know reach reach different levels of of how we help the community in art. So, well, we appreciate you both being here. I'm excited yeah. to see you know what Raso Studios does in the future, Definitely. and I think um we'll continue to see you all in the community because yeah, y'all absolutely. are are very visible i think almost every community event i go to y'all are there yeah we try to be you know and usually if we're going to go get food y'all already have already gone to food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> y'all are already like are, are barely getting in line and then we see y'all both already <laughs> munching on something <laughs> yeah. i'll be i'll be doing that thing i show up i only go to the to the moms you know that's who you got to go to the moms bro because the moms will hook it up you know (laughs) they got the good food well everybody that's listening make sure you check out Russell studios on instagram follow that page reach out to them if you want to work with them in any way and uh, make sure you support those events one more time alan can you tell me the events coming up in the dates yeah so pintura fest at crystal bridges will be march 18th uh, the workshops will be uh, April 1st and April 7th. The Mobile Art Lab will be just throughout the throughout the summer, really. Um, I still don't know exactly the dates and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. when you if you go on Crystal Bridges' website, they should have, like, the Mobile Art Lab dates and stuff like that mm-hmm. that they're putting out there because it's like a tour. Yeah. They're going okay, to, like, around. different towns every every month. And, like, they give out, like, free paint and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to a couple oh, last year. It's really nice. Tickets, and free tickets, yeah. Tickets mm-hmm. to the exhibits. exhibits and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. it's nice. You know, if you miss it on the Pintura Fest, you know, go to that mm. Mobile Art Lab, get yourself a couple couple tickets you know hey there we go well everyone that's listening make sure you support us at studios like i said um that was the end of episode 178 of the district 3 podcast my name is edivine and this is elena signing off (laughs) 